0: I'm making up for lost
1: time. Welcome back to Yesterday Today, presenting you the greatest doozies of yesterday's music today. I'm the producer of this little program, and boy, have we got a show in store for you. We're throwing it back to the glorious 70s with a tribute to the greatest era in music the disco era. Some of the most meaningful, deepest, and poignant lyrics come out of the disco scene. First up, we're gonna play Joe Texas' I Ain't Gonna Bump No More With No Big Fat Woman.
2: Well, what, what's going on in here? This doesn't sound like the Bing Crosby and Artie Shaw we usually play.
1: Oh, howdy, fellas. Don't mind me. Just getting a little wacky in honor the holiday. I figure it would be a, quite the April Fool's Day gig to play some more good music on the show.
3: What do you mean, play some good music? Define good. I mean, I, I appreciate an April Fool's joke as much as anyone, but I... I really didn't expect you to be uh, participating in such (laughs) frivolity.
1: What, you don't think I'd get down with a good goof now and again? Why would you think that? Your lack
2: of uh, sense of humor and your borderline homicidal tendencies? Well, I would have
3: worded it differently, but yeah, yeah, that.
1: Whoa, whoa. We've been through this before. Sure, I've had a couple of episodes... But with the beginning of spring, I'm a kinder, gentler, goofier man. Have I told you how well my begonias are doing lately? Well,
3: I mean, you are dealing with Sidney better than you, uh, than you used to, so...
1: Say, speaking of that lovable little creature, have you seen him today? I've got a little April Fool's Day gag cooking with his name on it. Nothing felonious, I hope? No, no. How many times do I have to tell you? This is a new me. I promise this is a harmless, innocent little prank that'll make all parties laugh afterwards.
4: Alright, I got the biggest gun I could find. Are we gonna do this thing or not?
2: Whoa, Sydney! what are you doing hauling that blunderbuss around?
4: Blunderbuss? This is the old Snorthoff family shotgun! Handed down to my father from his father, from his father, from his father,
3: from his his mother, from his... Sydney, what are you doing with that thing?
4: What do you mean what am I doing? I'm
2: going out hunting with the big guy!
1: (laughs) that's right. I'm taking the boy out to the woods.
2: You guys are going hunting? The spring turkey season doesn't start for another couple of weeks. Turkey? (laughs) We aren't going hunting for any old turkey.
1: Well, what are you hunting? We're going after a, a very rare type of animal.
4: That's right, the jackalope.
1: Jackalope?
4: The antler jackrabbit itself, the stag of the sagebrush, the fawn of the lawn, the caribou of the crabgrass.
1: That's, that's right, Sydney. See, Sydney here had no idea that the jackalope was native to western Wyoming and eastern Idaho. Here we are living in the jackalope capital of the world, and a boy had never been jackalope hunting before. Lucky for Sid, the jackalope season starts today, and I happen to be a very experienced jackalope hunter.
4: That's right, and we're going to go out and bang ourselves a buck.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Wow,
4: what are you laughing about?
1: Oh, uh, these guys just told me a really funny joke before you got here. Just started thinking about it. What's the joke? I'll tell you on the way. Come on, the great American Jackalope awaits us. Okay, then
4: tally ho! we will go. ah we will go. hold the Gary Oh and we will go. This is
2: probably gonna end poorly.
3: Well, as long as they don't end up shooting each other, I think it'll be harmless. Hopefully. Anyway, onto the theme of our show, which, as you may have guessed by now, is April Fool's Day. And to sort of kick things off, I got a stack of records here of uh, uh, silly, nonsensical, goofy songs. <laughs> I felt like they sort of fit in with the theme, so here we are.
5: <laughs> One time there was a mountaineer who felt so mighty brave... That he took his trusty gun and went to a dark, dark cave. The reason for his venture was a story that he'd heard about a bad, ferocious creature called the Jabberwocky Bird. Now, when he got into that dreary cave, our hunter saw a sight. The Jabberwocker had seven heads, and each one was a fright. He turned around and headed home, running all the way. And then to all the folks who waited there, the mountaineer did say, 'Twas brill the to slyly toasted gyre and gimble in the wave. Oh mimsy were the boar of groves and the moor he wraps out grave. Oh frabjous day, lay and from Yisband to snatch. My aim was foiled by seven heads, but that bird I will catch. Then back again into the cave, that mountaineer did go. But how he'd finally get that bird, he really didn't know. This time the mountaineer was armed with knives and traps and bait. He had to catch that jabber walker, meet a sorry fate. Inside the cave, that gruesome bird confronted him once more. The mountaineer had seven fits and fell to the floor. He offered up a hasty prayer and murmured, it's the end. But seven Jabberwocky said, Can't we please be friends? They brilliant in the slyly Tove and gyron gibber in the wave. We'll in the border groves and the mommy rats outgrave Oh, frab just day kaluka lay and from your span snatch. The mountaineer said, You mean we're pals? And seven heads said, Natch. Now the mountaineer just shook his head. He couldn't trust his ears. The Jabberwocky's seven pairs of eyes were filled with tears. The ugly bird broke down and sobbed, The witch made me like this. And Jabberwocky I must be until a man I kiss. The mountaineer could not resist that bird's unhappy plea He bravely puckered up his lips and said, you'll soon be free They kissed and seven heads became just one of golden curls The ugly jabberwock was then the prettiest of girls They brillied in the slidey-toes and guided and gimbered in the wave They mimsied in the border gropes and the mooreed rafts out grave Oh, frab, day-caloo-calay and from you spander their snatch The couple now have seven kids And that is quite a badge
4: Gates? who is your hootie,
5: huh? First sassy Sally Mason and later Harry Colonna Babbitt. Who's your hootie? Someone please lend us a hand, solve this mystery if you can, is he mice or is he man? Who's your hootie? Who's your hootie? Tell me who's your hootie. Well, one dark night about a half past three, I spot an owl up in the tree. Well, he looked down and he yelled at me and says, who's man who was getting moody got his men on double duty, trying to find out who's your hootie. Who's your hootie? Who's your hootie? Who's your hoodie? The little man who wasn't there said he heard him on the air. No one seems to know from where, so why don't you tell me who's your hootie?
6: the old church steeple, said, tune in on where the people and hear your hoodie. So I called Professor Quiz, said, now, if you know your beers, why, well, you should tell us who it is. All right, Gabe, who is your hoodie? Who is it? Knock, knock, It's your hoodie. Well, your hoodie, come on, let's see how you look. Why, Daddy? No, no, your baby Snooks. Why? your hoodie. Where well, do you look funny or fierce? Fierce.
5: Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> oh, no, you can't
6: fool me. You're Al Pierce. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? It's still your hoodie. Well, your hoodie, come on. Don't be a stranger. No, anybody knows you're the Lone Ranger. Oh,
5: I get it. What you want to know is a hoodie your hoodie? Your hoodie? Your hoodie who? Who is your hoodie? Oh, he's a cutie. Is he snooty? No, he's a beauty who does his duty. Well, tootie, fruity, tootie, fruity. Come on, who's your hoodie? Oh, Punch and Judy, nobody knows who's your hoodie.
6: Well, that's what I keep telling him down at the
4: office.
7: Wrong with you I can't get along with you when it comes to romance you're never in the mood I say yes you say no I say stop you say go lately honey I can't understand your attitude if you don't thrill me like you used to thrill me that sabotage don't kiss me like you used to kiss me, That sabotage. When you hear sirens screaming, those be alert alarm. Don't run helter skelter. there's a bomb-proof shelter in my arm. If you don't thrill me like you used to thrill me, that sabotage. Some fifth column jerk did his dirty work and changed your mind about me. I can't sleep, I've got to keep my FBI on you Cause if you've been untrue, that's sabotage ¶¶ Time. Some fifth column jerk did his dirty work And changed your mind about me I can't sleep, I've got to keep my FBI on you Cause baby, you've become a habit Please don't go and try to crab it If you've been untrue
0: The blame, cause I like western movies, I really think they're swell. But every time the shooting starts, the boys stand up and yell. i was plenty tough my ammunition was the stuff my girl likes western movies of them she'll never tire but when i start to cuddle close she says louie hold your fire To see my girlfriend Joe. Tried to send her papa to the show. But he don't like the movies. He really thinks they smell. And every time we start to kiss her, papa starts to yell. Hey, Luigi, che sta facendo? Tu c'ha la scopetta e c'ha l'accetta. Se si tu mi spari, le taglia la testa. Yet la scopetta facciamo come si chiama? see my broken chick. She's six feet tall and plenty slick. And she likes western movies. She likes her men real strong. But when I try to demonstrate, she starts to sing the song.
2: Hey, come on, Louie. Hey, drop the gun yet, hey. What's the matter? You kidding, somebody? Hey? What's the matter? You got rocks in your head? Come on, get lost. Get out of here, ready? Drop the revolver.
5: I met a guy today I knew years ago when he was 23. And he was married to a widow who was as pretty as could be. Now this widow had a grown-up daughter who had beautiful hair of red. And this guy's father fell in love with her and soon the two were wed. Now this made the guy's dad his son-in-law and changed his very life. For his daughter was his mother cause she was his father's wife. Now to complicate the matter, even though it brought him joy, he soon became the father of a bouncing baby boy. Now, his little baby then became a brother-in-law to his dad, and so became his uncle, and though that made him very sad, for if the baby was his uncle, then that also made him brother of the widow's grown-up daughter, who, of course, was his stepmother.
8: He's his own grandpa.
5: Now you're catching on. He's
8: his own grandpa. Well,
5: naturally, it sounds funny, I know, but really it's so. He's his own grandpa Wait a minute, get a load of this Now his father's wife then had a son who kept him on the run So he became his grandchild, for he was his daughter's son His wife is now his mother's mother, and of course that makes him blue Because although she's his wife, she's his grandmother too He's his own grandpa Fun in the living room He's his
0: own
5: grandpa Absolutely, it sounds funny, I know But really it's so He's his own grandpa. Yeah, but look, get the payoff. Now, if his wife is his grandmother, then he is her grandchild. And every time the guy thinks of it, it nearly drives him wild, for now he has become the strangest case you ever saw, as husband of his grandmother, he's his own grandpa, he's his own grandpa, and loving every minute, he's his own grandpa, oh tell me more, it sounds funny, I know, but really it's so, he's his own grandpa, he's his own grandpa.
9: Night on the ocean, not a streetcar was in sight. The sun was shining brightly in the middle of the night. A barefoot boy with shoes on stood there, sitting in the tree. And when I put my glasses on, I heard this melody.
5: Be kind to your webfooted friends. For a duck, maybe somebody's mother. Be kind to the denizen of the swamp.
9: on the ocean when the rain began to snow. He hurried to me slowly cause the time had come to go. I said I'd wait forever if it wouldn't take too long. Then silently we harmonized this crazy mixed up song.
1: Be kind to your web-footed friends For a duck may be somebody's mother Be kind to the denizen of the swamp He's a dilly true and is the end well
5: it isn't cause there is another chorus
9: twas midnight on the ocean on the day i married him he didn't know his name was spread that's why i called him jim we settled down in london france beside the pyramids and raised a little family of crazy mixed up kids so be kind to your wet-footed friends. For a duck may be
5: somebody's mother. Be kind to the denizen of the swamp.
8: He's a dilly through and through.
10: You may think that this is the end. Well, it is. <laughs> I'm <laughs>
6: Beautiful day for the race. Stooge Hand is the favorite today. Assault is in there. Dog Biscuit is three to one. Safety pin has been scratched. (laughs) And at 20 to one, Beetle Bomb. Now the horses are approaching the starting gate. And uh, there they go! Hand going to the front. Cabbage is second on the rail. Beautiful Linda is third by a length and a fetal bomb. Around the first turn, Stu Jan is still in front. Cabbage is second by a head.
0: Cabbage by a head!
6: Beautiful Linda is third, and a fetal bomb. Into the back stretch, Dog Biscuit is now leading the pack. Lady Evelyn is second, very close. Banana is coming up through the bunch. Banana coming up through the bunch! And fetal bomb. At the half, Stu Chan still out in front. Apartment house is second with plenty of room. Assault is passing battery. Assault and battery! <laughs> Notary Jack is fourth, and in last place by 10 lengths, I believe. Believe it is yes it is fetal bomb around a turn heading for home it's two tan and dog biscuit and girdle in the stretch flying sylvester is third and mother-in-law nagging in the rear oh, oh, oh. and now they come down to the wire and it's number one and now number two and it's very closely to be a photo finish or an oil painting and now lewis leads with a left and lewis is in their slugging and it's a battle and now they're tearing hair they're There's hair all over the ring. There's hair all over the place. I don't know whose hair it is. It's mine. And there goes the winner.
3: We're continuing with
2: our April Fool's Day program here. Is it April Fool's Day or April Fool's Day? What? I mean, is it like, you know, possessive? Is the day like celebrating fools, plural? Or is it a day that belongs to the fools? Like it's, it's the fool's day.
3: I mean, if it was the fool's day, why would they be the ones getting pranked?
2: Because that's what fools do. They're foolish and fall for foolish pranks. It's their day to do what they do best. Be fools.
3: Nah, it doesn't make sense. Giving them their own day just to be fooled, that doesn't, I don't...
2: Well, think about it. Either way, the day is about them. Is either the day of the fools, or the fools is day. doesn't really make much of a difference which one it is, does it? Then why are you asking the question? No, no I mean, like, it doesn't make a difference whether the day belongs to the fools, because either way, they're gonna get fooled, because they are... I'm
3: the, the fool here, if I let this conversation go on any further. Um...
2: Ah, oh, thank goodness, a
3: diversion.
1: Hey, fellas. Boy, oh, boy, what a day. What a day. Oh, uh, welcome back. How'd your jackalope
2: hunt go?
1: <laughs> Better than I could have possibly dreamed.
3: Should we be worried that Sydney isn't with you? Oh,
1: no. You don't gotta worry about Sid. He's fine. He Maybe a little bored, but he's fine. What do you mean? We drove out to the woods, and I told them the best way to hunt jackalopes was to call them in and wait for them. So I had them posted up behind this log, calling for jackalopes. What call does a jackalope make, anyway? I told them it was a cross between a squirrel and a chicken. Anyway, a couple minutes go by, and I tell the kid that we probably won't see any yet, because they get scared of groups. So I say that I'm going to go find my own spot, and we can hunt alone. And that's when you drove back here, huh? <laughs> you betcha. I suppose I'll go out and get him in a few hours or so.
2: Are you not worried about him?
1: Ah, oh, come on. he will be fine. He's out of jacket. And a gun. He can last a little while in the woods.
3: Ah, yeah, do we trust Sydney alone with a with a gun? I mean it was a centuries old relic, so probably wouldn't even fire if he tried. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some dill pickle chips in the refrigerator that are calling my name. Anyone know what time the Mets play? Never mind, I'll find out for myself. Let's go Mets.
2: Think we should go rescue Sydney? Well, maybe. Um,
3: after the show, anyway. Well, let's finish it up then. All right. Next up on the show, we have an episode of the Mel Blank Show. That's right. The famed Looney Tunes voice actor who often did bits and voices for many radio shows of the era. Had his own show for a while, the Mel Blank Program. And uh, this is a thematically appropriate episode.
11: Powder presents the Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Alan Reed, the Sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny.
8: Mm. What's up, Doc?
11: <laughs> yes, Colgate tooth powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show, with Mel playing his new character Zookie. Hello, every year. Hello, every year. Hi. And starring himself in person, Mel Blank.
10: Hi, folks. ugga boo, boo boo uga.
11: Well, here it is, the first day of April, all fool's day. All over the country, people of dignity drop their cloak of respectability and declare open season for silliness. And the people in Mel Blank's little town are no exception, especially Mel Blank himself. Anyway, let's sneak into his fix-it shop and listen. Shh. He's on the phone. Is that you, Henry? I have a phone call for you from Dr. Rooster. Uh, Just a minute. I'll put him on.
10: (laughs) Oh,
11: it was some joke on him.
10: (laughs) Yeah, now let's
11: see who I call. I'll get another name out of the phone directory. Uh, Mrs. Raines, Mrs. Robinson, Mrs. Roy. Mrs. Roy, that's a good one. Hello, Mrs. Roy? I, I want to speak to Mrs. Roy. <laughs> this one is a dilly.
10: <laughs>
11: is that you, Mrs. Roy? Uh, Mrs. Roy, is Kill there? <laughs> At? Oh, Betty, it's April Fool's Day, and I'm having fun on the telephone. Just watch this. Here's a Ritzy name in the phone book Mrs. Uppington Van Sloan. (laughs) Hello? Hello? Are you the lady that washes?
10: I beg your pardon.
11: I said, are you the lady that washes?
10: Of course not.
11: Oh, you dirty
10: thing! You better be careful now
11: One of your jokes is liable to backfire Oh, Betty, that's never happened to me Except once, last year Then I only spent two days in the hospital Uh, What happened? Well, don't you remember last April Fool? I disguised my voice I woke up your father (laughs) I woke up your father at four in the morning And said on the phone You're a big fat jerk and a moron Guess who this is?
10: Yeah, well, how did you get in the hospital? He guessed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
11: oh, I don't know. I can never pull a joke on your father. Well, don't try it this year, Mel, especially since father's beginning to like you so much. Well, I'm not so sure about that. Oh, Mel, no, father likes you very much. Last night when you were over at the house, I heard him asking in the kitchen for a little bite. Yeah, and his teeth marks are still on my arm. Now, <laughs> uh, let me see. Who else can I play a joke on? Well, not with me, Ron. I'll see you later. Bye. Oh, oh, oh Betty, your uh, slip is showing. Oh, where? On your clothesline.
10: Ha! <laughs> <laughs> April! A fool.
11: Hmm. Well, now I'm alone. I can pull the biggest one of them all. And this year, he won't catch me. I'm going to call Betty's father. Hello? Oh, uh, uh London calling. Uh, Mr. Colby.
8: London? Uh, Yes, this
11: is Mr. Colby. Uh, This is Smythe Twombly, the lawyer calling. Mr. Colby, it is my duty to inform you that your uncle, Sir Percival Colby, has just been buried.
10: Buried?
11: Had to. Dead, you know.
10: (laughs) Well, but uh,
8: I haven't got an Uncle Percival.
11: And furthermore, he left you his entire fortune.
10: Oh, yes, dear Uncle Percy, yes. Oh, oh. How much do they
11: leave? Well, it's a matter of two million pounds, thirty guineas, five shillings, two pence, and a jacket. <laughs> uh, we'll mail you the check in a fortnight. A fortnight? In fact, we'll send the check airmail. It may take only three nights.
8: <laughs> well, cheerio. Oh, I'm rich. I'm rich.
10: <laughs> <laughs>
11: what a terrific rib.
10: <laughs>
11: oh, gee. I forgot to say April Fool. Hmm. Hey, what if he takes me seriously? Oh, no, he couldn't be that stupid.
8: Hello, Mal.
11: Well, Professor Potchnik, my favorite music teacher. Have I been having fun today? Why all of a sudden today? Well, don't you know it's April the 1st? All Fool's Day. Oh, pardon me. Happy birthday, Mal.
10: <laughs> Professor,
11: don't you get it? April Fool is when you play jokes on people. Oh, please, don't remind me. Last year, I played a joke on my wife, Sonia. I made believe I was out of town. I called up the house and I said, Hello, Sonia, this is Joe. Your husband's out of town. This is my chance. Joe needs you. Joe wants to come right over. (laughs) Was I embarrassed? Well, how come? Joe answered the phone. (laughs) So I divorced her and she married Joe. And his poor Joe got troubles. Why? Now, when he's calling up, I'm answering the phone. (laughs) Say, uh, are you going to get married again, Professor? Yes, but with someone in my own profession. Here is an ad I'm putting in the musical digest. Male piano teacher wants to marry female piano teacher. Object, baby grand.
10: (laughs) Mel,
11: Mel, I got to be... Oh, hello, Mel. Hello, Professor. (laughs) Congratulate me. I'm a millionaire. Oh, Mr. Colby... Have a box of soap chips. Well, have two boxes. Mr. Colby... Well, don't stand there like that. This isn't just money. It's soap chips. (laughs) You came into a fortune? Yes. Two million pounds. My uncle in England died. Well, I'm giving away my supermarket, and I'm going to build another one. I'll build the biggest in the world. In fact, it'll be so big, people will think it's a (laughs) drugstore. Mr. Colby, I think there's something you ought to know. Oh, not now, Mel. I've given away half my supermarket, and I came down here to give you anything you want. Now, what do you need? Mr. Colby... Is it hard to get rope? (laughs) No, no, I'll give you just as much as you want. (laughs) I just want a little for my neck. (laughs) Listen, I. Oh, no time, no time. Yippee! I'm a millionaire! Come on, Professor Potchnik. Yippee! Oh, 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 I just happened to think, please, Professor. No, no, no. My uncle died. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that terrible, dear, Tell me, are you giving away a Russian caviar? Yes. What kind? You want red or black? Well, as long as you're in mourning, make it
10: black.
11: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what have I done? This is the worst fix I've ever gotten myself into. Mr. Colby finds out it's an April Fool joke. This fool won't see the end of April. Use Colgate tooth powder Keep
8: smiling just bright Use it each morning and use it each night. It cleans your teeth, makes breath so sweet. Use Colgate Tooth -tooth Powder.
11: Want teeth that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet? Then try Colgate Tooth Powder for the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich active foam that's marvelously effective every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate tooth powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate tooth powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate tooth powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate tooth powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath
8: that's sweet. Use Colgate tooth powder. And
11: now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and you can't see the sun when you're crying.
8: You can't see the sun when you're crying. Here can eyes the brightest sky of blue. And you can't hear a song when you're dying, no matter how the birds sing for you. Suppose you made believe your eyes were cloudy window panes. I'm sure you'd clean them up to look for rainbows when it rains, cause you can't see the sun.
11: Mr. Mel Blank, Mel's innocent little April Fool joke has gotten him into plenty of trouble. He phoned Mr. Colby, pretending to be an English lawyer, and convinced Colby that his uncle had died and left him a million dollars. The joke went so well that Mr. Colby is giving away his supermarket to everybody in town, expecting the money to arrive from England. While Mel is figuring out how to break the news to Mr. Colby, along comes more trouble in the person of the town, Bo Brummel, Hartley Benson. Hello, Hartley. What's new in your life? Nothing. I'm still crazy about great, big, adorable meat.
10: In fact, Mel, I'm
11: as fragrant as can be I'm so sweet, perfume smells me Oh, will you cut that out, Hartley? Well, Mel, boy, it's the truth Haven't you heard of the new perfume that's coming out? No, what's the name of it? Evening with Hartley Benson
10: <laughs>
11: It comes in three strengths Tender kiss, burning kiss And, oh, Hartley, you're straightening out my Gruen Curvex <laughs> I received the first test bottle of it just last week. Well, how was it? Well, I sprayed myself with half the bottle because I had a date with a gorgeous, glamorous blonde. Well, what happened? Nothing. I smelled so good that I stayed home and danced with myself. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, Mel, I was the loveliest couple on the floor. (laughs) Look, Hartley, let me alone. I've got enough trouble. In that case, I shall be off. I'm such a lovely thing, I'm giving myself an engagement ring.
10: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) Goodbye, Mel.
11: Nice seeing me. (laughs) (laughs) What a character. (laughs) (laughs) Next time he does that, I'm going to throw him a fish. (laughs) Gosh, Mr. Colby is still giving things away. There must be a way to stop him. The more he gives away, the more he'll kill me. Oh, here comes my lodge president, Mr. Cushing. Maybe he can help me.
10: Hello, Belle. Ugga, uh-huh, uh-huh, boo, uh-huh, boo, boo, uh-huh. Greetings,
11: Mighty Potentate. Ugga, uh-huh, uh-huh, boo, ugabo, uh-huh, boo, auga. Boo, uh-huh. Well, Mighty Potentate, how's your dream boat? Well, if you mean my wife, the word is tugboat.
10: <laughs> As a matter of
11: fact, she's a cross between a barge and a sloop, Sort of a blue. <laughs> Now, mighty potentate She doesn't look like that If she doesn't, Mel Why is it that every night When I go to sleep I dream about Moby Dick the whale? (laughs) You should hear that woman snore Every once in a while I get up yelling There she (laughs) goes! Mel, you should see her Open her mouth when she snores Jonah could walk in standing up
10: (laughs) What a woman
11: You sound pretty disgusted, Mighty Potentate. Well, the other day I was cooking. I could hear my wife nagging, salt the potatoes, clean the lettuce, watch the biscuits. Then my wife came into the kitchen, she lit the burners, opened the door, and said, oh, John, put the turkey in the oven. (laughs) Dad, what a temptation.
10: (laughs) I
8: don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's just
10: I'm going to Well, I'm glad
11: I got you to talk to, Mighty Potentate I played a joke on Mr. Colby And now he's giving everything away in his supermarket He is? My wife's shopping there right now Maybe somebody will take her
10: <laughs>
11: Oh, wait a minute, let me finish The reason he's... The reason he's giving everything away Is because I fooled him into thinking he had inherited a fortune Now, oh, how can I get out of it? Let me think you could commit suicide. No, I'm saving that for myself.
10: <laughs>
11: I've got it. Well, why don't you disguise yourself as a lawyer? Tell him there was some mistake and he really didn't inherit that money. You understand? I do. Uh, Mel Blanc, what did you say? I do. Mel, never, never use those two horrible words in my
10: presence. <laughs> well, I hope, I hope I helped you out. <laughs> Well, I guess it's high
11: time I better be going now.
10: <laughs> yep, yeah, it's
11: high time. And thanks for the idea. <laughs> hey, um,
10: <laughs> where
11: you going now, Mighty Potentate? Well, Mel, I can do one or two things. I can go to the movies and see Two Years Before the Mass, or I can go home and look at Twenty Years Behind the
8: Eight Ball. Come on, are out of the blue,
11: Well, at last I've got a way to get out of my troubles. I'll be an English lawyer, and I'll have Zuki tell Mr. Colby I'm coming over tonight. Oh,
10: Zuki! Zuki!
11: And you you actually saw the lawyer arriving in town, Zuki? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Colby. He came in by air, The aerop... The air. He came in by... Aerop- the boo. Aerop- the, aerop- the, aerop- the, aerop- the Uh, by... Automobile, but he he came in under a freight car. Oh, that's a funny one. <laughs> I
10: thought that
11: you Well, he'd probably come with the money. Oh here, have a smoke, rookie. It's a quarter cigar. Oh, uh, gee, it's wonderful area sense it. Oh it's t- 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 who smoked the other three quarters? Oh, yeah. I light it for you. There we are. Oh be a millionaire.
10: <laughs>
11: Gee. Hmm. It's like a quirky chronic because it it it's a Havana for free
10: uh smudge pot. <laughs>
11: Probably the lawyer now. I'll answer the door.
8: Oh, good evening.
11: I am Smythe Trombley of Thint Whistle and all that sort of rot. I'm looking for Mr. Colby and all that sort of rot. But uh, won't you come inside? I'm Mr. Colby. Well, how are you, old bean? Oh, tip-top, old man. And you? Sense and old breath. senator I always thought Englishmen said pip-pip. Frankly, old boy, I've had a very tiresome journey. I'm too pooped to
10: pip. My <laughs> uh,
11: Slye uh, tell me, where in London does your firm have its office? Uh, number 10 Downing Street. <laughs> but Attlee lives there. Uh, we're putting on new help all the time. <laughs> nice fellow, Clem. Clem? Oh, then I suppose you know Winnie. Who? Winnie. Winnie. All right. <laughs> now about the money. Oh, yes, yes, the money. When do I get it? Mr. Colbert? there isn't any money. What? You don't get a red cent. I, I mean, uh, you don't get a love and a farthing. Why? I- it's I- Mel I- Blank. I'm. Go- I get it, Mel. Oh, oh, it's an April Fool joke. You're trying to make me think I'm not getting the money, aren't you? (laughs) You're not. Uh? Mr. Colby, now don't get excited, but it was me who called you up in the first place. You're not getting a penny.
8: I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't
10: believe it.
11: Come, come now. You're not trying.
10: Well, Blank, I'm going to break
11: every bone in your body. Mr. Colby, please. Oh, I didn't mean it. Don't break my bones. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to take this gun and shoot you instead. Shoot me? Oh, Mr. Colby, please. Break my bone. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. Oh, here, here, here. Start on my arm. Go, go ahead. Snap it in half. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Yes. Go ahead. It's no use. I'm going to shoot you with a 45. Mr. Colby, couldn't you wait until the 47s come out? <laughs> Stand still, you idiot. I'm going to shoot you right in the brain. It'll take 20 or 30 shots, but
10: I'll find it. <laughs>
11: oh! Oh! He did Oh, gosh. I never thought I'd let to see the day when I die.
10: <laughs>
11: I'm going now. My whole life is passing before me. What a disappointment I've been. Even when I was born, my parents wanted to hear the patter of little feet around the house. But I disappointed them. I walked on my hands. (laughs) I remember how my mother used to count my toes. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. (laughs) Then she counted the other foot. (laughs) I tried to help the family by selling magazines on street corners. I sold Time magazine on one corner, and the pretty girl sold Life on the opposite corner. On windy days I had the time of my life
8: <laughs> I don't want to die <laughs> I Hey, fool. Fool. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> Come on, get up You little fool Mal, you're not dying
11: Then then I'm not shot I'm not dying No, Mal, boy Mr. Colby shot blank With a blank What? E- e- e. <laughs> what? Were all you people Listening outside? <laughs> That's right there you you never fooled me. I knew it was an April Fool joke immediately. But I turned the tables on you. Now, gentlemen, thanks for helping me with my little joke. And if you don't mind, I'd like to have my soap, chips, and caviar back. April Fool! What do you mean?
10: Try and get it. Gosh, Mel, how long do you think you'll be able to hide out in your fix-it shop?
11: Until your father calms down, Betty. Gosh, what a day this has been. Oh, somebody wants me to fix something. I'll answer the phone, Betty. (laughs) Hello, Mel's Fix-It Shop. If it's on the Blank, bring it to Blank. Is this Mel Blank himself? Yes. Congratulations, Mr. Blank. This is the Tub of Diamonds radio program. You've just won a 1947
10: packet and $10,000 in cash. Well, Mr. Blank, what do you say to that? Ah, shut up. (laughs)
8: Colgate Tooth Powder Keep smiling just right Use it each morning And use it each night It cleans your teeth Makes breath so sweet Use Colgate Tooth Powder Fresh and
11: lively And very pleasant to taste Is Colgate Tooth Powder The all-purpose tooth powder As soon as the brush touches your teeth Colgate Tooth Powder makes rich, active foam That cleans and freshens every corner of your mouth Makes your breath sweeter. Yes, indeed. In seven cases out of ten, it's been proved that Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And oh, what a wonderful cleansing job Colgate Tooth Powder does. Leaves your teeth with that pearly, smooth feeling. Reveals their natural brilliance. So for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet, try Colgate Tooth Powder, the all-purpose tooth powder.
8: Use Colgate tooth Tooth Powder!
11: Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Remember, Mel Blanc at the same time every Tuesday night. This is CBS, Broadcasting
3: System. Welcome back to Yesterday Today, wrapping up our April Fool's Day episode. Uh, we're, we're getting ready to head out and pick Sydney up after he was abandoned in the woods by our producer.
2: Did the producer say where in the woods he left Sydney, or should I go ask him? No, I don't think he mentioned it. You better go find out before we leave. Okay, I'll go see about the.
4: Greetings, all! The victorious hunter returns!
3: Sydney, you're alive! What is that thing you're holding?
4: <laughs> oh, Jake, don't you know the North American jackalope when you see it? <laughs> yes, sir. This is probably the finest specimen of Lepus and Deluc Opera, Wyoming Genesis ever banked by man. That's a jackalope for you non-Latin speakers. Sydney, this... Y- this... You,
1: you shot a jackalope? Yes, sir. Sure is your skin in there. Boy, oh boy, those Mets. What a team we got this year. I think this might finally be our year. I can see us playing in the World Series in October. Sydney.
4: Hey, big guy. I just got back from the woods. I was wondering what happened to you. <laughs> boy, what a hunting trip. I just bagged me my first jackalope. Man, is that a beauty. Look at this thing.
1: <laughs> that is very funny, Sydney. I take it you figured out the little gambit I was pulling on What's this?
4: What does it look like? It's a jackalope. I just shot it about an hour ago. I, I'm thinking we can mount it on the wall over there above the door so when you come in you can...
1: Whoa. well, Sidney, I don't understand. You... This... How...
4: Oh, I know. I know what you're thinking. How could Sidney Snorthoff, the most inexperienced jackalope hunter of all, go out there and bag himself a beauty like this? Well, it was partial luck. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. But also, I just stuck to what I had learned about the species. I was cautious. I played it safe. It's a well-known fact that back of the day, cowboys would wear stovepipes on their legs to protect from getting gored by an ornery jackalope. Now, I didn't have a pair of stovepipes, but I did find myself some nice shin guards down at the sporting goods store. So, there I sat, behind that log, protected by my shotgun and my shin guards. I was there for what seemed like hours, without seeing a hint of that fearsome creature around. And that's when I remembered another important fact about the jagalope. What's that? Well, I wasn't sure how true it was, but when you're dealing with an animal like a jackalope, it's hard to tell what's fact and what's fiction, but I had heard tell that whiskey, yes, just off-the-shelf whiskey, was the jackalope's favorite beverage. Something to do with the corn used for mash, I believe. Well, I came prepared with a little bottle of the stuff, so I poured a little out to spread the scent around, I wafted it through the air, I went back behind my lock for cover, and before you knew it, I was staring straight into the The eyes of the jackalope. You you were? You bet, but I didn't panic. I kept my head even as the beast charged at me with its antlers aimed directly from my ankles. I kept calm. I leveled the trusty Snorthoff family gun and I pulled the trigger. And? And? Oh, the beast that was snarling, charging, and flaring its cute little nostrils only moments before was no more. I, I, I took a minute to pay my respects to the jackalope as I had just taken the life of one of the most majestic creatures to ever walk the earth before I finally gathered it up and walked back here with it.
1: Whoa, Sydney, that's uh some story. Some story nothing. This is the greatest hunting trip of all time. Sydney's going to be a legend. we got to tell somebody about this. The newspapers. We gotta tell the papers. I'll go get them. Boy, what a story! Sydney, I
3: I couldn't help but noticing. Yeah. Your jackalope here. It has a "Made in China" tag uh, by the by the tail there. <laughs>
4: it does. Wow. <Whoa. laughs> well, I'm really just going to show you the incredible range of the jackalope's native habitat. I wonder have he got across the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pulling your leg. I, I knew there wasn't such a thing as a jackalope from the very beginning. I, I figured I'd just turn the little prank back around on the producer. So after he let me in the once, I walked over to Virgil's farm. So in addition to being perhaps the best milk supplier in the state, Virgil also happens to have one of the best taxidermy collections around. So he lent me this fake jackalope here because he's just as big a fan of pranks as anybody else.
3: Oh... I gotta hand it to you, Sydney. As far as April Fool's pranks go, turning that back around on the producer and
2: pulling a jackalope out of your hat's pretty high up there. It's pretty good. Yeah, no kidding. You almost had me believing that jackalope story for a minute. <laughs> well, rest assured,
4: the jackalope is just a tall tale Wyoming tells to the tourists. There's no such thing as a jackalope. Could you imagine believing in something so silly and ridiculous? (laughs) Uh, Well, anyway, I gotta get going. My Bigfoot Hunting Club is having our first meeting of the spring season, and what a team we've got this year. I tell you, I think this might finally be our year. I can see us fighting Sasquatch before 2023 ends. Well, toodaloo!
3: you know, sometimes just when sydney surprises me he opens his mouth and reminds me of who he who he really is deep down
2: yeah well if you want more yesterday today visit kisu.org or wherever you get your foolish gullible and naive podcasts
6: All get together
0: with this one thought in mind. Make this world a better, brighter place. Tallies, blue-nose and gloom chaser, you ever find hey there, wipe that frown right off your face. Smile, darn, yes, smile. You know this whole world is. Watch Lady Luck that you are call Things are never black as they are painted Time for you and joy to get a play Make life worthwhile Come on and smile, darn yes